Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The divisional series are underway and we had some big, one big comeback, one almost big comeback. We got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. Big dumper. Jordan took a dump on it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's brought to you by Seat Geek. We got four games to review today. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. Trevor, coming to you from California where it is 7.14 in the morning and you were up till like midnight last night talking ball, Trev. Just a pro of all pros. BBD in the corner. I am returned. I wanted to be here for the Wild Card Series, but at a wedding. And I uh, appreciate you guys allowing me to uh, take a little break and try to get my life in order and all that. So I appreciate that. Thanks, guys. You had a first round bye. Everyone knows that. You were like the Yankees. You you and Peter and Mookie Betts were all enjoying your time during the wild card session. Me and Jake had to scrape by. I think I was a little more – it was a little more on the IL is how I have okay. it in my head. <laughs> Ooh, it was, a, it was a bullpen IL. You got rested up before the playoffs. You, nothing I heard was about this altitude IL. Yeah. yeah, the altitudes. Yeah, the altitudes. Anyway, four games yesterday. I was in the office. We were on the live stream with Rosie. And we got some doozies. Got yeah. some doozies. And I think the f- game one kind of set the tone for game two. So should we just punch it, Jake? We've got Jake's Burns coming punch back. Punch it. <clears throat> oh. We do SeatGeek? John Boy Playoffs? John every Boy stream? Playoffs. Every stream, every episode we're doing, SeatGeek is all in with us. And they're giving you guys 10% off tickets to any game that you don't have to be a first-time user. If you've already used the code John Boy, you can use code John Boy Playoffs. You can use it once, twice, however many many games you want to go to so john boy playoffs 10 percent off at seat geek jake let's burn uh, game one uh. opening day for new york ranger suarez igor igor go check out bandwagon blue shirts first the defending champ atlanta braves as max max tries to get not get freed by the Phillies. In the first, a little Philly special. Big Dick Nick with the RBI single, and then we're having a moment. It is 2-0 Phillies, but you darn know the Braves aren't going down easy with Travis's solo shot. It's 2-1, but then the Phillies rack it up. They score the next five. Boom! Mean Gene Segura. Castellanos again. He's getting it going, and then Edmundo Sosa it is seven to one Phillies, eh? But the Braves, Darno again with the two RBI double. It's seven to three, but that's not going to be enough because we're going to Led Zeppelin in the pen. Date my daughter, Matt Olson. Hold on to your butts. It's seven six after his three run homer, but that would be it. The Phillies survive game one in Atlanta after taking the big lead. Seven to six final. Woo. Great job, Jake. Good ones. Burn, Jakey Burn. It's also back. This was a fun game because kind of the, the, the well, five days rest is a lot of rest for the division leaders. Are they going to have a little rust? Is the team that got to play in the wild card and get hot going to have an advantage? And I do think there was a lot of that to this game. And if it goes 10 innings, 
Did the Phillies hang on? Uh, did they? But they put up enough early to withstand a little Braves magic once they got hot. Trev, what you got on this one to start? Uh, I think we have to talk about Max and his start. You know, I don't know if the layoff, if it hurts pitchers as much as it does hitters, uh, but he seemed a little rusty here. His velo was not up. Um, he was averaging 92.7 down from 94 on the year, putting some balls over the plate and, and kudos to the Phillies. It seems like they had a plan. They were, they were going to the opposite field. The right-handers were um, trying to, show bunt all sorts of stuff harper had one then schwarber showed one and they were cheering for that so this is an offense that we know if they can get clicking can be very dangerous and i think we saw that uh, early on in this game uh, we have a stat here there was a bunch eight of the 17 balls put in the play against free had an exit velo above 95 miles an hour so they were hitting the ball hard man and Max's line does not look very good at the end of the day. Three and a third innings pitch, eight hits, four earned runs. So, I mean, they, they came out hot, and I do think there is something to playing in the wild card series, you know, getting that momentum as opposed to the Braves trying to simulate some sort of game speed, which you just can't do. And we saw it not only in this game, but a, a couple of the other games too. Yeah, that team with the bye seems a little sluggish offensively to start. So, they got it going at the end there, but we, um, I think we got a series here. Playoff game's a playoff game. The defending champs getting a, a 1 p.m. game on a Tuesday. Um, you know, uh, um, you can't excuse it because, and you know, the crowd was going, Atlanta was there. Uh, but like you're saying, with the Phillies haven't played the wild card and they kind of got the momentum going and getting a couple wins under your belt going into the playoffs, you know, when you go into that wild card series, you think, you know, you know in the back of your head it could be over in two ball games. Instead, the Phillies are like, we're rolling, baby. Um, and Nick Castellanos, uh, a guy who is a dude dude, and that's where these Phillies on the dude meter, which we always bust out uh, this time of season, they go with anyone. Um, and Castellanos hasn't been on that meter all year, but he comes out with three hits, and how about the catch at the, the catch end of the game? The end that he, he might have been the most surprised as anyone in the stadium yeah. that he got that bad boy, but he did. And that's why it's the playoffs. And how funny is it that now three Phillies games and Phillies defense has been impactful yes. like in a good way? Cassiano seems like a perfect playoff player. It almost reminds me of Rendon, but not in such a standoffish way. But just that monk-like ability, like... Life moves slow for Nick Castellanos, it seems like. Like, the ability to slow things down, not get overwhelmed. He just kind of is constantly in a state of uh, chill, it seems like. That catch was really nice. I don't think that was a – I have a different take on the catch. I don't like it at all because what are you doing? I know you caught it, so we have to give you praise. But, man, if that ball goes by you, it could have been a tie game. I mean, at least you're getting a runner on third base or in scoring position. And, man, when I saw him lay down, like slide or whatever that was, I was like, this is not good. This is not good. This is not good. Then he caught it, man. Went all out. It was incredible. We not going to be pretty. We love a good genuine celebration and him kind of turtle <laughs> yes. shelling on his back. Like, What do you God, think I the other players that. were like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh? I mean, same thing. You know what? Thank God. Five-game playoff set. You're, you're going for a win there, and now we're talking about the Phillies being in this series and potentially being the fun wild card team that happens in every sport every year, and it's 
you know, the other thing that I'm loving, you know, you know that in a playoff series of Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, a couple guys are going to go, a couple guys aren't, and and we'll see what continues. Schwarbo hasn't been uh, necessarily going so far this playoffs. Harper uh, and Castellanos are. The other thing that deserves some loves, the guys who didn't make the dude chart, I mean, and a guy that maybe he should, Gene Segura, uh, another two-hit day. And you talk about a guy that might be built for the playoffs, maybe an Eddie Rosario comp, like a guy who you know is going to give you a show at bat and not going to be overmatched at any point. And when you need a ball in play, he could be your guy. And it's kind of interesting because Led Zeppelin uh, almost gives it up in a big way at the end, and we'd be saying a lot of different stuff, especially if Nick Castellanos doesn't make that catch. The rest of the Phillies bullpen does a job, uh, enough of a job, uh, but Eflin has to be scary at the end. And like you were saying, Jim, with the wild card teams getting going, I think the Braves, you know, they come back and there's some excitement there, and their bullpen does a good job by the end of it. Um, but like, I, I think they're they're feeling decent outside of Wheeler and Nola sitting waiting for him. But I think the Braves feel okay about this. Yeah, I think it's going to be a series. I don't think they're shocked. But if you're the Phillies, you needed to do this to win a five game set. I think you needed to kind of punch right away and take advantage of the rust or what, whatever it was, if it was flu, the flu that kind of had Max a little <clears throat> down. He says it wasn't. He was very accountable. But, I mean, I know I know two bullpen guys gave up runs for the Phillies, Jake, but the rest, I mean, Sir Anthony, mm. some big outs there. And if you, if the Braves told you they were going to have Max Fried on the bump and you were going to get 3.1 innings of Ranger Suarez, who has, like, been that break, Braves would be like, we're winning that game. And they didn't. So I think... I, if I'm a Braves fan, I'm not worried at all. I still like their chances of winning this series. But it just can't be 50-50 to me, where I was leaning maybe like more 80-20 Braves before, or 70-30. Because anything can happen in a short series, but it leveled out. It's a big win for the Phils. And to hang on I at think, the end. Because we saw another team yeah. coming up not hang on, and how damaging that is to the psyche I think, of gut punch. I think Topper's going to have to figure out his order of the bullpen or hierarchy of the bullpen because I love Led Zeppelin. I don't think he's going to be the ninth guy anymore. Um, he's gotten the job done, but kind of in a way that you don't want back there. So Sir Anthony might be there. Uh, Hand might be there. I'm not really sure what they're going to do. Uh, David Robertson. I didn't know he's off the roster because he suffered a calf strain. Those big old calves well, went tight on him celebrating. Yeah, that sucks. Um yeah, it does suck. But I think they have some guys that can get the job done. The more exposure that bullpen gets, though, the scarier it is for the Phillies. So I, they need Wheeler, and they need Nola to go deep because if you can pare it down to a couple guys who are hot, then we're like, okay, we can do this. But if you're going to have to cover four innings a game with your bullpen, it, it ain't going to work out uh, in their favor. And especially you don't want to show so much of your hand game one. Like – the Braves got a good look at six relievers. Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six relievers. So we've seen that. You get more familiar with the guy. You game plan against him. You know if you, you know he's the lefty they're going to bring in for me or he's the guy that like, you can kind of like set that mark. And the Braves got a lot. Not to say on the other side with Freed only going 3.1, the Phillies also got to see a lot of the Braves relievers. So a lot of bunting from Alvarado and Sir Anthony Dominguez, those are the guys that Philly has circled that 
if if we're gonna do this, they've yeah. got the stuff to do it. They had great years and and they've been going going kind of recently. So Trev, do you like the bunting? Phillies had six sacrifice bunts in the regular season. They have four already in two and a half playoff games. There's a couple scenarios I like it in. Um, I don't like Harper doing it. Um, I think who had one before the Sosa at bat? I have to look at that. Veerling? Yeah, I mean, it's a double to a bunt to a sack fly. I mean, John Smoltz was like living his best life that inning. Jesse Chavez was on the mound, and you got some some get him on, get him over, get him in type stuff. So there are certain situations I like uh, it. And I can also you like, say that again? That's such a good baseball phrase. Get him on, get him over, get him in? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that, you know, because you're adding a run. I know it's, you know, there's still some statistics around bunting, whatever, whatever, but you're making defenses make plays. And I think what I really like is Schwarbo showing bunt against the shift, like all these little things, like they add up, they might not get the job done, but you're showing it. So now as a third baseman, if you're shifted over, like you kind of got to like respect it a little more. So now like you're affecting the way the other team is going to play. They and you know what the Braves might say, go ahead, like go be on first base. But it's you want to tell yourself that. But as a baseball player, you're like, damn, I don't want to just give that up. I know he's looking to do it. So I I like it, man. I've always said that. Like you can toy with different teams by showing bunts um, and then going against the shift. I mean, there are definitely times for it. I don't like sack bunts just to sack bunt, but I think there are instances where it makes sense. John Smoltz is just watching that inning over and over again and then putting on Jesse Chavez highlights. on. I'm not 100%. I'm pretty, you know, there's the right time and place for a sack bunt where it definitely makes sense. I think the playoffs have a lot more of those windows than the regular season. So it's cool that they aren't just out on it because they didn't do it and they had sluggers and boppers. Shout out to Travis Darnell, speaking of boppers. He's now on a cool list of uh, catchers who have hit home runs in the playoffs. And again, there's a lot of qualifiers there home run as a catcher in postseason history but the names that are surrounding him are pretty cool yogi Berra, johnny bench veritek posada lopez now darno eight home runs as a catcher in postseason history good job travis good job travis yeah shout out chase um what else from this game nothing the the braves get the bats going i mean i think acuna had three hits I think the top of the order all really went besides Young Thick, Austin Riley, and Michael Harris went over four. It's his first playoff, so whatever. Yeah, I think it's important that the Phillies won this game. You know, with the pit, way the pitching yeah ended up going for them. You know, they get this game. That's a steal. Like no if ands or no way around it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No way around. It's a steal. Well, because you do have your guys going the next two games. And now all of a sudden, if you win one of those games, they've already flipped the home field advantage there. So you get one of these next two games and you were sitting pretty. Look out for Bryce Harper. He's got a 500 batting average this postseason with a 583 on base, even with the bunts. So he's feeling good. Trev, I've been telling you and Jim, I'll tell you. Been excited to get the bump a ba of this postseason. And with them what, taking game one with Ranger Suarez, you now have Nola and Wheeler waiting for them. Like the Phillies can really turn the screws on. I know we I, I love this Braves team. A lot of people remember I did my Christmas Day bet um that 
the Braves will win. Uh, it's just kind of random, probably a little high, emotional. Um, the Phillies, now, I mean, Zach Wheeler can go tomorrow and put zeros on the board for seven, eight innings. Um, like, like, let's see. And you said Harper's hot. Like, they've got a lot of stuff going on. Kyle Wright, your 1998 Cy Young winner this year. Let's see him in a big playoff moment with kind of more stakes on his shoulders coming up. And a couple fun things going on here. Like, the Phillies have been matched up good with these Braves for the last couple years now. Good stat. 35-35 and 35 in their last 70 games against these two teams uh, going back a couple years. So, you know, we talk about Mariners-Houston and some of the other series with some big brother factors. Phillies don't have that at all. Like, there is none of that going on. And, man, how about Rob Thompson? I mean, the vibes are electric in Philly. Topper gets a little contract. You go from interim to the full-time manager. The Phillies, they feel like they're playing house money and hair on fire. A lot of people talking about that Yankees coaching tree. Nevin gets the gig. Topper gets the gig. You want to you wanna be in the dugout, relay some orders. Rev? Yankees are prime. Baseball! You learn under Aaron Boone, who you guys always consider such a great match for your team. I know that. Elite. Did you hear this uh, Alvarado stuff? He said that the Braves dugout was chirping. It was Guillerme Heredia, and he just thinks, like, he deserves more respect from that. Like, kind of, hey, dude, I'm gonna, he said he's going to talk to him. Don't chirp me, dog. It kind of affects my performance. <laughs> I mean, Maybe they know each other, bro. I don't have any problem with that. Like, you... He you said, better a, he "You said, better have a reason to chirp." If you're just going to chirp to chirp, I like more. it. He said he needs to respect the game more. He deserves respect with how he's pitched the last few months. And I don't understand where Heredia gets off not being in tune with Alvarado's game log yeah. and the respect he deserves. I don't know what was said, but there are certain things you just don't say. Like there, there's a way to cheer for your team, or maybe to get on the other team, and then there's a way not to do it. And maybe they. Cross that line, dude. I mean, that's There's plenty of times where I was like, what are you saying? Shut up, dude. That's already his like actual job at this point for the Braves is to talk smack and do the sword fighting stuff. Like that's maybe that's what he was trying to say. That's just, his just, gig. Just sit down and eat some <clears throat> seeds or something. Like bro. he might be the Braves player of the game if he's our if Alvarado's already talking about him. Oh, who was the baby shark dude with the glasses for the Nationals? Ara. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was his job. That's Oscar. He's actually a very good player for the Guardians, and he's supposed to come to task. But hit, having SpongeBob SquarePants as your walk-up song did scare me a little bit because yeah. that's a thing. Like, the whole stadium can get into it. Like, Baby Shark, that's an energy-boosting thing. People come dressed up. Yeah. The guy's name is Dylan, I think. I don't respect you. How do you say that in Spanish? Ooh. Because I think that should be his next chirp. No, no, respecto. No, tango, no, respect. No, respecto. That seems it would cut real deep. Really deep. All right, well, as Jake, you've mentioned, we have Wheeler versus Wright. The right wheel. Yeah. You can use it on your burn. I already, uh, already kind of got my thoughts out there. The right wheel was wrong. Unless it's right. Trap, you this think is the Braves- game where the... Braves even this up. It's that we've seen it a lot, man. Who's going to score first? Who's going to come out and punch first? And if this Phillies top five, top six gets hot and they kind of all start stringing hits together like they have been, it could be scary for the Braves, man. 
I know they have the offense to to match it. And if we're seeing bullpen exposure for the Phillies, then you know they're going to score some runs. I mean, the way the Phillies are going to win this series, they're going to have to score. I know they have some aces there; they can shut teams down. But you're going to have to score. I mean, at minimum, I think five runs a game to to get a victory. I I, I don't think I don't see it going any less than that. The Braves' offense is very potent. Um. And yeah, maybe we get a, a, a lockdown start from Wheeler or or Nola, but I just see the Braves too consistent, the lineup too long. Um, so for me, it's for me, it's all about the bats. I know we're talking about their pitching. If the bats can get going and continue to stay hot, string some stuff together, and then get those 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 big homers, it could be uh, this could be a Philly series. Both starters got to go as far as they can. You don't want to do that on the bullpen back to back nights. The postseason is a is a long journey, so I you're gonna need one of these pitchers to eat up six, seven innings. Braves arguably didn't even use their three best bullpen guys, and they're more desperate. Their hands on desk, all hands on deck. I'm gonna desk. Uh, all hands on desk currently for me. Um, I I think they're gonna be okay. Uh, I think this is gonna be a great game. I hope it comes down to how about a good Ken Lee versus like Bryce Harper in the 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 meat of that Phillies lineup. And, you know, sometimes we get scary Kenley. Sometimes we get unhittable Kenley. I think that's what happens. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's move it on to game two of the day. Another doozy. Another real good one. The day games came to play. Jake, this Cronpod burn is brought to you by... You want to slide it over so you don't get out of breath before you burn? Trev's Rap Soto. Trevor. Oh, yeah. Jeez, We're getting I you in it. the lab, bro. Rap Soto reached out to us. They said, we want to get involved. We said, absolutely. We want to find out what we're throwing up there. Rap Soto is trusted and used by all 30 MLB teams. Over 350 MLB players used by over 1,200 colleges. It's a data-driven sports technology and analysis that helps athletes and baseball players reach their full potential, showcasing player development through data-driven analytics. I mean, go watch any YouTube video or any bullpen session. They put the Rapsodo on the ground. Spring training's full of them. And that's the what thing that gets you the velocity, the spin rate, the efficiency, the break, all the information you want to learn about your action. If you're a coach in a competitive league, these things can do your wonders. So go to rapsodo.com slash John Boy or click the link in the description for a special discount up to $1,000 off the pitching 2.0 unit. Rapsodo.com slash John Boy. Receive a special discount up to $1,000 off Rapsodo's pitching 2.0 union. We got some coaches. We got some college players. Mm. We got some high school kids. Mm. We got a lot of parents looking for Christmas presents. And you got a kid who wants to get better. That's a hell of a discount. Thanks, Rapsodo. Back in my day, you were your own Rapsodo. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I sucked at being a Rapsodo. Yeah, I was bad at it. This helps the pitcher so much. Go buy one if you're a pitcher. Jesus. Jesus. What's eating Logan Gilbert Grape as the Seattle Mariners take on their division foes? The Houston Astros as Justin Verlander tries to stay off his knees and not blow game one. Top one. This is a dumper. Cal Rally with the RBI single. And then Julio makes Houston his schoolyard. It is 3-0 after his two RBI double. Ty France, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> 4-0 France. 
4-0 Seattle, but Jordan Alvarez shows the fortitude to make it 4-2 after his two RBI double. It is a J.P. Crawford podcast as he goes up top. Ty France again. Oh, boy, Seattle. Yuli Uli. Oh, no. Watch his homer go. Huh. Six to three. But Trev's guy, Eugenio, he goes up top. It's seven. Three. Seattle's going to steal one in. Breggy Smalls with the two-run homer. Sure, he's our friend. We love him. Seven, five. Bottom nine, here comes Robbie Ray, and he comes out to Cisco. Let me see your dong. And Alvarez takes him up top for the walk-off. The hardest ball ever hit. Check on that, Rapsodo. I didn't, but it felt like it. Houston walks it off. 8-7, game one, final. Job well done, Jake. Job well done, Jake. This is a dumper. Mm. Well, E40. Dong song. E40, turf talk. I got a, I could do Cal Raleigh. Jake from the Yay. I mean, that's a deep cut. You know that because I say that a lot. I don't think that was a This yeah. is a dumper. This is a dumper. It's a dumper. This mm. is what the Phillies were able to not have happen. The same thing. Rust. The Astros didn't play for five days. The Mariners got their bats hot against the Jays. They come out swinging against Verlander, who they got to in the regular season once. I think he got to them twice. But you get to a guy once, it's a little less scary. They hit the ball hard in play. Verlander has a bad line. But Jordan is a big, bad Mm. dude. And you can't let him get up. Huge credit. I know Yordan gets all the love, and he deserves it, to the rookies in front of him getting on base to pass that baton. Because if you are the Astros, your late and, late and close strategy is just get Yordan up. The Mariners had two rookies. Pena, who looked bad this game beforehand, swinging at everything, and uh, then they pinch hit. Blanken, Blanken. Hensley. 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 Also not in my book. There's a lot of names like that. Got called up in September. He gets the pinch hit. He works the walk. Seawald was a little wild. It's more on Seawald there. But Pena's at bat was really good. And And then, I mean, the big talking point is bringing in Robbie Ray. We could do the whole recap just on this decision because it's it's one of the biggest ones. Oh, Jake. Trev, you go. We watch this together. I'm going to give the Mariners a little credit here because I know we're going to mm. talk about how they blew it and you're Don this and you're Don that. He's hammering throws to home plate to throw out my guy, Ty France. Give your little French thing you do, Jake. Ha, ha, ha. There you go. Thank you very much. Look, they came out hot. And I think you have to, if you're a Mariners fan, you have to look at the first part of the game and be happy with what you were doing. Now, yes, did it go awry for you at the end? Sure, but you kind of put yourself in a weird situation. I don't love the Robbie Ray move the more and more I think about it. Um, but, you know, J.P. Crawford hitting a home run. Like, you you, you got to the Astros' best pitcher. And now whether that's a product of a, a, a layoff for them. and But Verlander had been excellent, excellent on, like, extended rest, and this wasn't one of those cases. I thought they played pretty well. Just 
I've said it, and we've all said it. The Astros lineup is relentless, and given the opportunity, they'll continue to score. They'll continue to score. So you have to do your best to put up a number. Seven's usually a pretty good number to win a baseball game. But um, you know, I guess the Astros are just a little diffy. But again, if you're a Mariners fan, I think you can say, yeah, wow, that really sucked because we had that game, and if we win that one, we're looking real good. Uh, but you can take away some... You know, you can be proud of how you played the first, what, five innings? Is that a take? I don't know. That's how I was feeling about it. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I want the Mariners to win this series. I want them to feel good. Jake's talked about it. Little brother, just a bugaboo. They're like, well, uh, their record in Houston is awful. And if they take game one, I'm here saying like, hey, that's huge. Because I think winning this game in Houston, so huge. Like my like, and they were a strike away from doing it, and the difference that makes, and and now Houston has to come back to tie the series, which I still think would be likely. I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts here. Mariners seven and thirty one in Houston since 2019. <laughs> you don't think some of those guys feel that? Um, you know, we're gonna get into the next matchup: Luis Castillo and Framber. Um, and yeah, I mean, just think about how those storylines can develop. Like, do you think Houston can't win a game at home with Framber Valdez against who is Seattle's scariest starting pitcher? So now that series went from like 1-0, we stole one on the road, we have the home field advantage now, we beat Verlander, to like, you know, they could be very well staring down the barrel of down 0-2, uh, you know, just hoping to save your season. Uh Couple things like Jimmy mentioned those, save your soul. those at bats by the kids uh, to get on base. You know Hensley, the you know full count fouls off a couple pitches. Seawald loses them, hits him with the pitch, um, and then Pena. Yeah, I mean I that would have been a good opportunity. Jake was getting his uh, Skip Bayless skip takes ready because who would that have been in past years? That would have been Correa. So now we see Pena, the rookie, in the big moment. Does Houston feel losing Carlos Correa? Nah. Uh, 0-2, kid ends up slapping one up the middle. And then Jordan Alvarez, I know we say it all the time, he is he is the best young hitter in baseball. Um, you know, uh, Julio all around, he plays defense and what he does, Tatis when he's right, you know, Soto, blah, blah, blah. Jordan, go look at the OPS. Go look at what he does. We just get lost because this Houston uh, kind of, you know, dynasty or timeline started without him that we don't think of him that way, but he is. And Robbie Ray coming in, you're right. Uh, for me, it felt like trying to light a spark on Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray's been struggling. You know, you bring him into a situation where there's two outs. I mean, you could accidentally throw the wrong pitch, but if Jordan light, lines it to Ty France at first base, it's an out, and you say, hey, Robbie Ray kind of did his job. Instead, he goes fastball down the dick, fastball down the dick, and Jordan, <laughs> I mean... You know, I was worried about someone in the second deck being hurt by the baseball. Uh, so for him to be in that spot and do it, and yeah, I think, you know, like we talked about with the Braves, you know, that early game and getting back into it while you're facing wild card teams that have been already in the action and felt it and you saw them get off to good starts. Now Houston survives that punch. I mean, those guys, you don't think they're feeling confident over there? Like, my goodness. I mean, they got to they got to you know the two best relievers in Seattle's bullpen, which I think is a big thing for them. Bregman taking Munoz up top, and then 
Seawall, man, he was throwing some very hittable pitches to Hensley. Hensley was taking some hacks. I know he ends up walking. He actually got hit by a pitch. Did they count that as a hit by a pitch? Okay, they yeah. did. It was at first I just said you're, you walked, but he was taking some hacks. And, you know, I think I said you got to be happy with how the first five, six innings went. If you're a Mariners fan, you're very concerned about how the last innings went. Obvious. Um, the Ray decision was interesting to me. I I hadn't been caught up on, you know, the probables, I guess. I know Ray was set up to throw game three, but I don't think they ever had that in mind after kind of what he's been doing. He's had some poor starts against Houston. Uh, service said that, like, you know, they knew this lane could present itself and that they were very comfortable going to Ray against Jordan. Now, it's a little interesting to me because they don't have a ton of history against each other, and Jordan is almost equally as good against left-handers as he is against right-handers. For me, it was the pitch selection. Like you said, Jake, I mean, we go two fastballs there. I had the exact same feeling. There's a cool video of Jordan's dad talking about how after that first pitch, he knew Jordan was locked in. I felt the same way. He gets a fastball that he missed. And I was like, dude, you missed it. I don't think you're going to get another one of those. Well, he did. And he ain't going to miss it again. You know, I said on the, I was live for that. I said, if you throw 94 miles an hour, you're throwing fastballs to Jordan Alvarez, and you throw it over the plate, you miss your spot, it's going to get hit hard. Now, it might not be 5,000 feet for a homer like it was last night, but it's going to get hit hard because that's what he does is barrel the ball up. Go look at his baseball savant page. That was the location. It was the pitch call. It was everything that I just did not like at all. And I'm sure uh, – I, I don't know if Robbie Ray sees – the mound again this series mm. is that a take it would have to go it would have to go the distance and have some slop or not slop maybe, but have to go to distance sometimes if he does i don't know what length or something great class in case of emergency here's robbie ray. yeah you know and this is a robbie ray that had to completely change his pitch mix this season in houston remember i detailed it earlier in the year he switched to a two-seam fastball sinker because he felt like they had his pitches he was tipping just a two and in Houston, Yordan now hammers an absolute two-seamer, sinker. And he's given up a lot of hits on that now. And it's a pitch he started throwing this year. So, Man, the other thing, I, it's kind of been my whisper every time we talk about Seattle. Kind of the final thing I say about Seattle every time we talk about him. That bullpen is so good. There's a lot of dudes that have had monster seasons out there to kind of ignore a couple of those guys to try to get the Robbie Ray Lane, it's it's almost, you know, putting what made your team successful this year and almost like not believing it, not believing in your formula. You know, it it <laughs> these games get knifed up so easily. We're talking about the Matt Olson blooper that Nick Castellanos catches, not known for his defense, and it, it feels genius. Robbie Ray, you know, if, if he had maybe thrown a good slider or if you're Don, that first one he fouls off, if that's a foul pop-out, you know, we're saying great call, but it's it's these playoffs, and now they just took your – they took one of your best punches. And, you know, this Jordan Alvarez walk-off, like, 91% win probability added is the highest in any play in MLB Do you hear the stat that like, it's, it's the first walk-off history? home run in postseason history by a team trailing by multiple runs? So every other walk-off run has been a tie game homer or down by down one, one, and you hit a three-run shot or two-run shot. Yeah. That's incredible that it's never happened before. It is incredible. And let's not forget, if Jordan doesn't throw Ty France out, that's only a game-tying homer. 
So I know they were trying to be aggressive on the base pass there because it was two outs, but I mean that ball he had Jordan had that ball in his mitt before France like even touched third base. So that was a questionable send there. I guess you're just trying to be aggressive, but also um, the second walk off homer in postseason history by a team down to its final out. I also that's also incredible shocking to me. Kurt Gibson, the only other one. Playoffs, maybe. I mean, you know, I have a question. Used to be last series. What do you got, Trev? If you're in the bullpen, you're talking about these guys who have been electric, and you've been one of those guys. Are you a little bit pissed that they went with Robbie Ray? Like, is Eric Swanson? He have a five seventeen OPS haver against left-handed batters. Is he a little pissed? Um, pissed might be the wrong word. I mean, he he's got to have respect who Robbie Ray is. I mean, Robbie Ray won a Cy Young, and he last year uh, was a good starter for them for most this season, and it's you know. One of the, one of the most feared lefties in the league, so you get some of the thought process, but you want the ball. I mean, you had a great season and you're a competitor. I think if it's last year's Robbie Ray, you totally understand it. But this year's Robbie Ray, you go. Why am I? We're here? all fight. We're all fighting for the Iron Throne. Only one person mm-hmm. can sit on it. And if I'm Swanson, I'm going back to my generals and saying, "Hey, man, we might have to have a coup here. I don't know. Why am I here?" And I, I think the other thing, we, we mentioned it in Atlanta, Philly, how, you know, their bullpens both eventually got hit. But for the Phillies, it was two guys. It was Brogdon early and it was Eflin late. For the Mariners to go to Munoz, Seawald, and then Ray, you know, kind of the, the desperation move at the end, and all three of those get hit consecutively. Like the Phillies holding Atlanta in those middle innings. You know, like I that solo homer, by Yuli Gurriel, I know that was off Gilbert in, earlier in the game, but to keep chipping away, like, I, I don't know. I, and the fact they got Munoz and Seawald, who are supposed to be their two toughest guys, I've always loved Diego Castillo. He has a clean inning, but I don't know. It, it's all this, you know, a lot of Mariners doom and gloom, you know, <laughs> 99% of the time in baseball That's history. What I'm saying, 99% bro. of the time in baseball history, they've won this game. They did not, and you have Luis Castillo on the bump tomorrow, so I don't know, wipe it off, man, and and take back home field advantage. See us rise. Castillo being on the mound is huge. See us rise. He's a guy that can just erase all of this quickly with one dominant start. Baseball! I'd still be sitting there like, damn, it'd really be nice if we had two, though. Uh, But win today. Win today. Is it? Is it? Tomorrow. Is my take correct that you got to be looking and be like, hey, we almost had that one? Or is it like, well, you have to look at the positive opposite. If you're the players, holy shit, we should have won that game. The fans will probably be thinking, holy shit, the players have to look at the positive. Like, hey, we got the Verlander. We got blah, 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 all that stuff. What was that? Seattle. Seattle. Now you got Framber's tiny glove oh. going up against Luis Castillo and his beautiful hair. That mound might melt with the two of them. Kind of looks like a, a, a Valarian, if you will. Mm. You guys get that one? Valarian yeah. steel. Yeah. Yeah. Dragons. See that dragon at the Yankee game? I thought it looked fake. It was a dragon. <laughs> That one didn't look the same as the one in the show. Yeah, that was right? a <laughs> that was a that was a Dollar General dragon. It's a low right def dragon. <laughs> Why do they? Just get, uh, maybe it's I don't know. Whatever. All right, <laughs> let's go. Moving on to the next. Let's go. Series. Purple Lamborghini. <laughs> Is this the burn? One and then we'll say it's brought the burn was brought. All to right. Die. Game one. Yankees. Guardians. Oh, what? 
Next up, Jake, to let's talk about it. Burn it. Burn the game. Tell people what happened. Does it get any better than playoff baseball in the Bronx as we kick off the ALDS between Trev's Cleveland Guardians and our New York Yankees? Cal Ripken Quantrill would hope to be an Iron Man for the guards while Garrett J. Cole would try to work out the first of hopefully 11 playoff wins. Top three, Rich Homie Quan had the Yankees feeling some type of way. Solo homer for the leadoff hitter. It's one nothing Believeland. Garrett would get out of a bases loaded mess. Speaking of a loaded mess, Master Bader, the hometown kid, finds the seats to tie it up at once. Jose, 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 Jose. He gets it done with the sack fly. It's underrated. Two to one, Yanks. The momentum is flowing. And oh, Rizzo orders the double decker. The two run shot into the second deck at the stadium. And the Yankees' pen would hold from there. Cole, Johnny, Wandy, and Clay. Yankees take game one, four to one final. Bam, bam. We were in the stream lounge with Chris Rose. Roman. Who is Roman ready all the time. Wooga, wooga, wooga. But he doesn't need T support. Or maybe he does. I don't know. We'll ask him. Testosterone is important, Jake. You have a lot of it sometimes. Yeah. And then other times, wildly none. Right. It's bizarre. Go to GetRoman.com slash Talkin' Today, and if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of Roman tea support. That's GetRoman.com slash Talkin'. And like I said, testosterone is an important part of a man's body and health, so it's important to start supporting it early. Dietary supplements are a way to aid your body's natural functions if you feel like diet and exercise are not enough. Do you feel like that? Uh, it comes and goes, right? Yeah, you're up and down. Roman tea support is meant to help men maintain their body's natural testosterone production. Roman tea support is a proprietary supplement formulated by Roman's in-house doctors. You can't find this blend anywhere else. So go to GetRoman.com slash Talkin' today and you get $15 off your first order of Roman tea support. Trev, Jake, and I have talked about this game. Mm. We, we talked about it live while we watched it. We did a re- recap on Talking Yanks. So I'm going to let you... Uh, you know, dictate the direction here, what you saw, what you want to talk about, your thoughts. My thoughts are that the Guardians have to find some offense somewhere. And we're not just talking about this series. It goes back to last series, four runs and 33 innings in the postseason. It was a solar, solo homer by Oscar Gonzalez. It was a two-run homer by J-Ram and a solo homer by Quan. And that is it. You're not going to get very far in the playoffs if that is what's going on. You don't have it's, – it's just you can't win like that. Obviously, people, you have to score runs. Uh, very difficult to do against Garrett Cole, who looked good, had a really good outing. I know Dan Rourke was just singing his praises and couldn't stop. Um, so if they can't – if they're just going to – be like this offensively if they can't get guys on in front of J-Ram and or Oscar Gonzalez doesn't have a big series. I mean, they have to find a spark plug somewhere to get the offense going. This is going to be over in three games. They, I mean, mm. it's it does not look great. They were 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. It's just, that's the story, dude. Like, if you can't score runs, you're not going to win any games. It's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. G- Garrett gets a lot of credit. Um, 
you know, 6.1, one earned run. That's a playoff big boy start. Depend- doesn't matter who you're pitching against. Um, he got himself into trouble in the third. Bases loaded. Um, you know, that looked like the Guardians' real time, that was their to, chance. time to strike. And when they did not after that, Cole pitches his way out of it, which credit to him. Sometimes he gets himself into those situations, and he, uh, he, he starts to make compound errors almost. You see him thinking about it on the mound. Uh, Garrett gets through that, and then the Yankees took the momentum, and they, put, they tie it up. Bader, welcome to the Bronx, kid. He ties yeah. it up kind of. Great swing, too. Shot for shot with. With Quan there, your you know defensive studs that you know you don't Quan's a better hitter, but you don't think of him as a power guy. Uh, and then Trevi with the sack fly gets the job done. You know we were wondering Matt Carpenter is lurking. Was it too early to pinch hit for him? He gets the job done. And then Rizzo, um, a guy of the Yankees lineup of people that were coming into this series, Rizzo had actually been one of the colder uh, bats. A, a lot of the guys had gotten it going. Rizzo chilled out. He hits the postseason home run. You know who that dude is. It kind of doesn't matter uh, what he's doing uh, coming into it. And uh, Yankees bullpen, which is scary and not a strength lately, uh, they do enough to hold. The the bases loaded at bat was the game for the Guardians. I don't think that this team is made up to get multiple of those chances against postseason pitching, and they had to take advantage of that. Cole, to his credit, gets out of it on a first pitch, ground out to the kid, Oscar, with the bases loaded, which was nice. I believe he went cutter or slider or something off speed to get that ground out uh, in the big moment there. As For the Yankees, though, Trev, I know what you're saying, that the Guardians can't win if this is their hitting and it's going to be an easy out. And I, I, I agree, obviously, and they need to hit. The Yankees didn't play a clean game. Uh, which is scary for me because the Guardians are such a non-threat offensively that you can get away in this game by the Yankees. They had some defensive mistakes. They cost Cole about 15 to 20 more pitches. They um, hit into double plays themselves. And they had some, like, four, one, two, three innings. And I don't think the Yankees played a great game. I think they did enough to beat the Guardians. But if they want to move on and play Seattle... Or Houston, two teams that I think are a pretty big jump up from the Guardians. They need to start playing a lot tidier. And uh, it's good the bullpen for the Yankees got some use. Clay Holmes still scares me. Yeah, I think you could chalk the Yankees' offensive struggles up to the layoff. I mean, we'll give them one day to get the bats going. I mean, yeah, four runs, five hits. They actually got out hit by the Guardians. But, you know, you have the homer by Rizzo and, you know, it, there was just more pressure. And now the Guardians did hit into some some tough double plays. You know, the wise guy gets uh, Rosario there, I think, in the seventh inning to hit into a double play. So you're squandering rallies there. Um, but, yeah, that's that's just it for me. Like, outside of Jose Ramirez, who are you really scared of right now in that lineup? And it's not many people. It's so not. And you, you saw them. him in. The, yeah. You saw them walk. You saw them pitch completely around Jose Ramirez. When there was two outs to bring up Naylor, who looked really bad, he, th- I, they need to change the lineup to mo- next game, and they cannot have Naylor behind J Ram. I'm interested to see who they do put behind him, but the Yankees straight up walked him with two outs, and they will continue to do that if there's not a yes. threat behind him. So, well, I think the Yankees run back the same lineup. I'm expecting the Guardians to change something and try to find Ramirez a, a little more protection. 
Mm. Yeah, on, on the Guardian side, you can be happy with how your bullpen performed as well. My boy Trev came in, then De Los Santos and Karen Shack, they all ha- were clean. Um, you just you gotta score. That's it, dude. That is that is the bottom line here. Uh, I'm I'm a little nervous to see how this Yankees offense comes out the next game for you guys. Is it going to be a banger? Then I'm scared for Cleveland. If they come out and are same type of thing, that's like you're saying, James, it doesn't really lend themselves well to going deep into the postseason. But like, I think this was a little bit of that layoff, a little bit of rust, if you will. The Yankees can get to Bieber pitches, pitchers that pitch like Bieber where he, the stuff he has and where he likes to locate it does not, um, the, the Yankees like that. Um, lower velocity. He, he pitches on the outside of the plate a lot. Um, and they got to him really bad earlier in the season. So, And they got to him in the postseason two years ago. So I'm interested to see. Who can have step, a question for you guys. Who, who can step up for the Guardians? Uh, Jimmy, I know it's something you're fond of, but it's maybe why teams like being a little more flexible. Jose Ramirez is at third all year. The guys in their lineup who, you know, I worry about are Quan, who's been their leadoff guy all year. Um, you know, Rosario had a good se- season. Last night, Oscar Gonzalez, Naylor, Jimenez gets a hit, but I, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, you see the Yankees batting judge leadoff now. I, Ramirez needs to be in more of a threat position. And, and, and maybe, it's, that. maybe it's the guys getting on in front of them. So maybe it is Quan and Rosario having big nights to make them pitch to Ramirez. And while Judge didn't homer yesterday um, or get any hits, I don't think, they, Bader gets a cookie of a fastball 3-2 because you don't want to walk Bader in front of Judge, and he hits a homer. And then they pitch around Judge later in the game. He's on first base, and then they have to pitch to Rizzo, and Rizzo does his job in backing up Judge and homer. So it's kind of a homer sandwich around Judge, which is kind of still his presence being felt in the way you get through that lineup. Here's my question to you guys. How do you feel about the Josh Johnson thing? Uh, I hate it, and I want him to start running. I mean, just because, Trev, he did it four times in the regular season. It became a meme. Like, I have those tweets like, Josh Donaldson, pimp single, again. Josh Donaldson, pimp single, again. Isn't this one a little tough, though? Because it really did look like it, you know, Ricocheted off the top of the wall, back off a fan, back into the stands. It's a wall scraper of all wall scrapers in the field. In a, you know, that's not a home run anywhere. So how are you not busting it? I do if think he was the at first, first base, okay, but the fact that he got thrown out, I yeah, think you have to do one or the other. You have to be busting <laughs> the second or stay on first and make sure. But they're saying the stadium played the siren and the lights. So that's why he thought that's it was a home run. After the game, yeah. And uh, his first base coach high-fived him. So I do put some blame on you, on Chat, Tracy Chapman. That's his name. Like, come on, man. What? Travis Chapman? Like, you you got to be watching. you got to be yelling, run, go, 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 go. It's tough when, you, when you've the done that. Don't in, to listen to anybody. When you've done no. that in the race. Yeah, exactly. And that's, um, you know, I, I guess if this is a ball player check mark list, which you know that's how all the ball players talk because I'm one. Um. <laughs> Like, you know, if, if you're going to do that and you're going to hit a ball there that's looking questionable on top of the wall, like you said, pick one or the other. If if you jog because you think you hit a homer and, uh, you know, they're playing lights and it's booming, you know, why don't, why don't we play it safe and stay at first because it's a playoff game that matters and you don't want to go down in lore as the worst thing that happened. Luckily, Cleveland, 
Uh, they punted away instantly. IKF slashes the ball down, down the line, and Oscar Gonzalez uh, whiffs on it. So Yankees get third base there. Um, we'll say Donaldson hitting two balls hard, and one of them was a hard, yes. was high velo that he put up the middle. I'm more excited about that than upset about his um, lack nice of... Nice play at third. He's nice been doing that all year, Trev. Yeah, there, I, it gave, sucks that it's I clouding the him. positive. I gave him the, like, he's the wild card in this series. Like, someone asked me, like, who has to do something in this series besides Judge? And I said, I would love to see Josh Donaldson do something in this series. Like, he's had good postseasons, although they've been kind of way back when now, or in 2022. His last really good postseason was 2016. But, like, he does seem like a guy who wants to be up in a big situation. That's half the freaking battle, dude. Like, he wants to be up there. He gets a little bit of this right now. I know he like base running was just not happening yesterday. The other one with Ramirez dropping the ball, that's not his fault. Like there's nothing he can do there. Um, oh no, that was just yeah. accidentally an awesome play by J Ram. He didn't even try to do that either. Which I know. Is crazy. We thought he did for a second, but now he didn't. Uh but dude, if Donaldson like finds a stroke during the playoffs, then that then this Yankees lineup is kind of it's different to me. Cause like at times I still think it's a little top heavy. But well, if you start to have JD yes. down at the bottom doing what he's doing, dang, man. Yeah, that was Jake's point on our pregame show, was that if JD, or our series preview, was that if JD turns into a guy, it just lengthens the lineup so much, so can, much. can feel like a six-man lineup instead of a four-man lineup, which in the playoffs is massive. Yes. Massive. Clay Holmes comes in, gets a couple outs. He's a wild card in Yankee land right now, so dominant in the first half of the year. That, the second half of the year, two phantom ILs. The Yankees kind of force him in the game, and it, it playing the result, which we've done for the other two games, so let's do it here, feels a little better. He, he threw a couple good sinkers, and he gets the final two outs in a game. I think the Yankees realize if they want to do something this postseason, they need another impact arm in the bullpen, and he's your most hopeful bet. So, hey, he gets some action, and he gets a result. Uh, easily could have been scarier, because as Jimmy and... Myself, I was on the team. I gave a vote as well. Watch Clay Holmes come in. Let's see how wild he is. First pitch hits the batter. Okay, yeah. and we're back. Uh, but he he did settle in after that, so we'll give him some credit. Yep. Nestor on the mound for game two against Bieber. Should be a good matchup. Nestor making his postseason debut. Interested to see. He doesn't seem like a guy who's going to be nervous at all, but... You don't know that environment until you're in it. So I'm excited to see Nestor on the bump tomorrow. Will Nick Swisher be dancing on the field again? That is the question that I want to know. That's the goal. Yeah. In Cleveland. Baseball. Bieber? Bieber Nestor? Bieber Nestor. All right. Final game of day one of the divisional series. Ooh. Dodgers, Padres, mm. same part of the country, Jake. Yes. A regional, a divisional matchup. Side. Dodgers had the Giants in the DS last year. They got the Padres mm. in the DS this year. Heated, heated series all the time. Let's see the burn. Let's hear it. Mm. We are headed out west as we are taking the five and hopping on the 405. Daddy Trevor's Padres versus Trevor Plouffe's 
Dodgers. Clevenger, Urias, and bottom one. Trey turns on one. Turner with the solo home run. And then Max Muncy, little fat. RBI single, 2-0. Make it three. Will Smith gets Jiggy on one. Gavin fucks. <laughs> I didn't write that down, but that made me laugh. 4 nothing. five. Muncy scores again. Whoop, whoop. 5-0 Dodgers. They're dead. This isn't a rivalry. Oh, Will Myers solo dunk. Trent Grisham RBI. His name is Nola. N-O-L-A, Nola. It's 5-3. Okay. We got some runners on the bases, but the Padres, they ordered the flathead, and they got the Phillips. Phillips, big double play ball to get out of the inning. Dodgers bullpen holds on 5-3 final. They take game one in L.A. Wowzer. Chris Martin gets his first ever postseason save. They played Coldplay after his first out, and he smiled on the mound get about it. it. Do you get it? Trev, Battle of Southern California. What and again, we talked about the Dodgers and, and, and what they can do. They didn't care about no rust. They never got wet, so you can't get rust without getting wet. I think that's right. Don't quote me on that, people. Uh, they came out swinging hot. I like that San Diego made the game there. Will Myers, after a, a defensive miscue, comes and makes up for it. I like that storyline there. Um, but in the end, the Dodgers is too much. I think if you look at the game, I mean, Dave Roberts saw a win here and just went out and tried to get it as best he could. He ends up throwing. like I think these are going to be the guys that he goes to after the start, if we're talking Phillips, who did get that beautiful double play, beautiful right there by Lux and Turner. Then you go to Vesia. He goes an inning in uh, two thirds to Gratterall to Martin. These are his guys. Okay. There's other guys out there too, but I think this is going to, going to be his, um, his path, his pitching path to victory, if you will. Uh, shout out you guys. Um, so yeah, I mean this is this is a Dodgers team that just they're just really good at baseball. They can get you defensively. They can come sting you. And I think scoring first is so important in these games. We've talked about it. Um, and Chris Martin kind of settling into that role seems right. I don't know if that's going to be all the time in the ninth, uh, but it's kind of set up that way. You have uh, Gradrall to come in and kind of like put out any fires because he has that type of stuff. Phillips is kind of the same way, but earlier in the games, high leverage. And Vessia looked great against lefties and righties. He threw a nasty slider to Kim to strike him out. There was just a buzzsaw, dude. That thing had hair on it. It was humming going in there. Uh, kind of a complete win. I was happy that the Cronenworth, I think, got the, the knock there at the end. So the Padres had a chance and made for like a nice little ending to the game. But uh, Martin ends up getting Kim to pop out. I think first pitch uh, just missed it there. Strong game. But if you're the Padres, you kind of have to be looking at this being like, man, like I said it before, if you lose game one, it's just more of the same. The Dodgers have just owned the Padres this hmm. year. And now I think it's I think we're getting Kershaw. There was some Tyler Anderson stuff going on with like the podium post game presser. But if you're looking at Kershaw going game two, I mean, kind of good luck. He's been he's been he's been nasty. He has been nasty, and 
the pitching for the Dodgers mm. in general, very nasty. You know who likes nasty pitching? Eno Saris, our good friend. And our other friends at Phil, Full Tilt Brewery, Trev, they, did you get some? They sent us a bunch of this beer, Stuff Plus, you don't which like is Eno Saris' nasty pitching stat. I introduced you guys to Eno, and now you stole him from me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm cracking mine. There's no Yankee game today, oh. and I get to relax. And they sent us a bunch, so shout out to Full Tilt Brewery. They're located in Baltimore. They make a bunch of fun drinks. I think they had an exclusive John Boy one at some point. I'm not sure. But Eno has his own beer. He likes pitching. They sent us beer for the postseason. Go get yourself some. Urias getting pulled. 70-something pitches. Now, you might be right, Trev. You're just going for the jugular. I know the Dodgers operate this way, even with their best pitchers. We saw them pull... Um, who was it a couple years ago? Older pitcher, veteran guy, had like a perfect game going through six innings in the postseason. They pulled him. Shit. Chris Young? Was it Young? I'm totally blanking. I am too. Let's do that out there. All right. Well, have you ever pitched for the Dodgers? I'm interested. Jake and I were recording talking next. We went back out. Did he get in trouble? Did he start looking bad and they pulled him? Do the Dodgers know? that the postseason is an absolute grind and you're going to don't burn pitchers out because they burned Scherzer out by last year. Is that weary? Are they? I, honestly, I'm asking because I, I know they do this a lot, but he was cruising, got one blip in the fifth. It's at 70-something pitches. That That's the thing. The, the They were talking about on the broadcast, you know, Dave Roberts just does not like to see his starters go a third time through the order in the postseason. So basically, I think that was it. And look, you're rested. You want to get these guys in the game to shake any rust off if there is. It was Rich Hill. Uh, It was Rich Hill. That's same guy. Rich Hill, Chris Young, same person, different arms. Taking up top. Um, Again, I think it was that. You don't want to see it, uh, your starter go the third time through the order. That's his and the front office's mantra. And then you have these re- this rested bullpen who's you can rely on in any situation. And he said it. He said, I saw a lane. And that was it, man. They did go for the jugular, and it worked out. Phillips has been so, so good this year. Um, I know we've mentioned him a few times, and, and he comes into the playoff action, gets the big double play. Vessia just kept getting out, so they let him roll. Bruce Starr, how's your day at the office? One pitch to Manny, one pop-out. All right, thank you. Weird pop-out. Boom. It was a wild pop-out. It looked like it was going to be a foul ball, and then it was like 20 feet in play. Mix between foul ball, home run, and pop-out. It works for now. Uh, Padres, what you're grabbing out. I mean, Dodgers, you held serve at home. You know, you gave them the big punch, and then then you held on. Uh, Padres, hey, you fought back a little bit against the Dodgers. You made them tighten up. You made them use their good bullpen. What would we have been saying if this game stayed 5-0 and maybe they didn't have to use some of these guys? Uh, they had to use their good bullpen. They see them. Hopefully, though, um, if that matters later on in the series. And Clevenger gets hit, and it stinks. And, hey, it didn't get, it didn't get talked about on the Internet. I, I did see one tweet, and I wish I could credit them. But Clevenger was technically the only fourth starter going today. Or yesterday. Um, you know, the other wild card games, they won in two. Um, you know, Clev is there for, and he's not the Mike Clevenger that you think of in the Guardian days dominating. Like, he's still coming back and making his way back. He gets hit. He gets rocked 2.2, four earned runs, uh, five runs total. And San Diego's secondary bullpen. Wilson, Pierce Johnson, Tim Chill from pitching from down under, and Nick Martinez. 
you know, they put out an effort. Will that matter? I don't know. But the Padres saved their good bullpen. Um, and, you know, your secondary guys, if you need to tap into them later in the series, potentially, you know, may, maybe they've got the good juice flowing. So, um, well, I think the Dodgers have so many good players. If you are not, if you're like most, you know, casual, casual fans, you follow the postseason and the big names of baseball. Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts went 0 for 7. The heroes of this game were Trey Turner, who is a big name, and you do know him from postseason, and he's uh, a friend of John Moore Media, and I like him. Hot. You know who else? Oh. Gavin Lux. He comes up with a big double, two-strike double, works back the even count, and then Will Smith, a name that will never be associated with himself, mm. comes to task. Slaps Next Muncy, too. I mean, it's uh, just, we talked about Jake the Yankees was a little trying to, burn about my, to get long. The, the Dodgers are long. I mean, yeah. they are long schlongs, if you know what I'm talking about. They just, if if Betts and Freeman go over, it doesn't matter to them because they have other guys that are going to step up. And tomorrow or today, Betts and Freeman are going to do it. And it's just, it's, it's relentless. You have to score. You have to continue to score against them because it's very hard to to shut this Dodgers offense down and then you got to go up against the pitching staff and it's that's why they're so good it's why they won 111 games um I think again like I said scoring first is so important in these games because it allows you then to kind of carve out the way your pitching is going to go and it, it just sets everything up you know if you're playing from behind on the Dodgers good luck like you need to get out to a lead you need to try to score first against them and it's just difficult to do that I think Padres, similar to the Dodgers, they can use that same spin zone. Uh, their top four in their lineup go one for 15. Um, and, you know, Machado and Soto had a couple of bats. I know Profar lined out, so hopefully that changes for them. The bottom of their lineup, I mean, Cronenworth, Kim, Gresham, they've been having playoffs. So, um, man, we uh, hopefully we have a classic teed up uh, for today when this comes out. Kershaw and Darvish. I will say this, <clears throat> and I didn't. I wasn't on the episodes in the wild card series, but I kind of shared this opinion around. I'm not sold on it yet. I, I want to see a couple more years of it. I don't think, I think, I think the game three, having to throw your four or whatever that happened in the, that is what it was supposed to be. That's a big advantage for the Dodgers. I don't think the other teams really got that big of an advantage. Houston over Seattle, um, Braves over Phillies or Yankees over Guardians. And, just in general, on the concept of it, it, it hasn't been an instant win for me. We only had one game three electric atmosphere. So many of the games were day games over the weekend. So that wild card one game set where it's two night games and the, it's a national game and everyone's watching. There's only one that felt like that for me. It was the game three Mets, uh, Mets Padres, and it was the only game that day. So it just didn't have that zest that okay. usually we kicked off for me. I, I want to see it a couple more years. We got some kind of, a lot of, I, but when games go three, that's when the, yes. the it's really felt that winning the division was much better. And then we only had that in one situation here. Yeah, I think that's the advantage that we all thought was going to happen from not being in the wild card round is only going to show up if the wild card round goes three. You're totally right. You have your four starter going game one, 
and all of that. Um, I think that's probably the way MLB wanted it to happen. They wanted it to be a massive disadvantage because if you have the buy, typically you're a big market team, most likely, or like the chances are. So they want those big market teams going deeper into the playoffs. I'm kind of happy that teams have found a workaround. It's not such a massive uh, disadvantage to be in the wild card. Go, you know, win the first two games, or you can do what we talked about, you know, throw uh, your one and then don't throw your two game two and try to work around that way. Um, because if you were just at a massive disadvantage going to the series, I, I just don't think that's feels right in playoff baseball. I want best versus best. And I think for the most part, we're, we're, we're going to get that during these series. I think the Yankees, they got a little bit of a leg up seeing Cal Quantrill instead of a Tristan McKenzie if, if it's a one-game playoff. I think that's a... I think that's just the Guardians 3 isn't great. Right, but that's the whole point. If it was a one-game playoff, you'd have Tristan McKenzie pitch in the first game of the series, which that's... And Cal Quantrill pitched well, so no knock on him. I thought he was very impressive. He gave a really good effort, but I, you know Tristan McKenzie, the year he has and who he is for the Guardians, uh, I think you feel that. But yeah, you, you'd like to see too. And Trev, you talk about wild card advantage or not feeling hurt by it. I mean, tell that to the Cardinals, tell it to the Mets. Like, you know, uh, we we had some teams who real hopes this year got chopped down. Chopped down. And the chop. Chris Rose. Oh, yeah. And now here we are. We got Darvish going up against what uh... we believe is Kershaw. And now the only reason I'm saying we believe it's Kershaw is because there was some post-game press conference or like there was some setup for today's press conference saying that Tyler Anderson is in the game two starters typical slot. We're thinking he's just announcing that he's going to be the game three starter. He's not going to announce it, but they're going to say he's the game three starter and it should be Kershaw Darvish. Darvish has had, I think, three really good starts against the Dodgers this year. One kind of a blow up start where you give up five earned runs. Uh, and Kershaw has been really good as of late. Um, this has the potential to be a very, very close game going into the end. And then now are we saying, okay, we just saw your best relievers through the Padres, and now we had another night of seeing them. Could that be an advantage? Maybe. Could be. I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I, I think I'm excited for that matchup. Wait, that's the 8 o'clock game tonight? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah, West Coast. 8.37. Darvish is fun to watch pitch. So is Kershaw. Fully rested bullpen for the Padres. Baseball. Awesome. Cool. Well, if you're watching this before 4.30 East Coast time, make sure you head over to the live stream. Jake, Joe's, and Chris Rose. I'll be floating around as I work on some other stuff. Phillies Braves. Mad dog. Go Braves. I want to tie the series. Ooh. I want them to go five. One every game. I want everything to go five. What if we get a road, 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 road for game five? All the road teams. <clears throat> At least four. I don't want sweeps. Besides the Yankees. Oops. That would ease my mind. Yeah. I have no rooting interest. I think the Dodgers and I Astros. After one game, the Dodgers and Astros kind of still remain the scariest, most complete teams in the postseason. Yes. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you. Be back tomorrow recapping the two NLDS games that happened today.
wouldn't hate if Luis Castillo died through his dreads. Blonde, he'd be full Valarian. He would. He would. 